Right now, I want to go back to the 610 hotline to talk to our friend Adam Rittenberg. He writes about college football for ESPN.com. He joins us here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. Adam, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, just arrived here at the Indianapolis airport and heading downtown to check out Big Ten Championship later tonight and obviously watch all the games. I know uh, Oklahoma seems to be motivated so far after uh, Oregon uh, opened, opened the playoff door for them last night, it seems. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the Mizzou coaching search. We'll get into that coming up here in just a little bit, but let's stick with the college football playoff scenarios right now. It feels like to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Adam, Ohio State winning in, LSU winning in, Clemson winning in, and then if Oklahoma wins at this point, they would pretty clearly be that fourth team, right? I think so. You know, I think the interesting thing would be if Georgia were to win, and uh, then what do you do with the fourth spot? It would likely go to LSU. I think they still have the most impressive resume of any team in the country, even if they lose today, and then Oklahoma would be out. So you know, OU obviously needs to win, win impressively, and then hope that all the chalk holds in the other championship games. So I think that would be your field if, uh, if everything goes as, as, it, as it could. If Ohio State loses today, are they in? Or is, that, is a loss today too detrimental to them that their resume is not impressive enough and they wouldn't get in? Where do you stand on Ohio State? Because I think they might end up being, if they lose, the most interesting case to, to be looking at. Yeah, I don't think they would be left out. Uh, but I think their resume is too impressive how dominant they've been throughout the season. To keep in mind, they have, a, I think, a 42 nothing win over Cincinnati mm. that nobody talks about. Cincinnati's playing for a conference championship game later on today. They were dominant in beating Wisconsin the first time. They were dominant in beating Michigan. Even their, their quote-unquote scare against Penn State was still an 11-point win that they never trailed or really never looked like they were going to lose that game. So I, I think, you know, committee has been consistent in keeping them number one uh, you know, when, they've, when they've looked really dominant, and I don't think they're going to drop them out even if they lose to Wisconsin tonight. Last question that I have on the college football playoff. We always talk about expansion. We always talk about getting it to eight, and I've been in favor of that certainly, but – it seems like more often than not, Adam, we do have a way over the course of the regular season of kind of figuring all this stuff out. There have been times in the past, certainly, where there's a question of four versus five, but more often than not, it kind of feels like we know who the four or five best teams are at the end of the season. Do you think this has kind of actually ended up being a good system for college football? It just depends on what the goal is. I, I, I look at it differently. I, I look at okay. the, the, the idea of a playoff is something that should be inclusive, not exclusive. And if you have a sport that you know, is kind of inherently regionalized, you're cutting large portions of the country out when you have such a small playoff. Every playoff in every American sport expands, right? As a San Francisco Giants fan, I'll always be upset at the 1993 season when they won 100 games and didn't make the playoffs. Right. They obviously would make it now in baseball. And so you're right. In terms of teams that can actually win, I think there's only been two teams that haven't made the playoff that could have actually won it, and that was the 2014 TCU team and the 2015 Ohio State team. I think this year three teams can win it. We talked about them, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson. And we'll see, you know, maybe Georgia you know, it looks different today, and I'll, I'll change that, that view. But typically the teams that are in it have a chance to win, but I just think it, it, it's, it's not helping the sport when the Pac-12 is now going to be left out three years in a row, or that the Big Ten was left out in a couple of years, or that you know maybe a deserving Notre Dame team gets left out in the future. I, I think the, you want this thing to bring more people interested because what it's done, and Nick Saban talked about this when it, when it started, 
is, is basically make everything else irrelevant. The entire conversation is playoff, playoff, playoff. Nobody cares about the Rose Bowl. Nobody cares about the other bowl games when they're not part of the playoffs. So that's the system you've created, and I think you have to make it bigger in terms of uh, bringing more of the country into it for longer. We're talking with ESPN College Football Insider Adam Rittenberg here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. All right, Adam, let's go to the other thing that everybody is talking about right now, and that would be the coaching carousel. It sounds like, based on what you have reported and what we heard last night, it is going to be the Lane train, Lane Kiffin, going to Ole Miss. It is likely going to be Mike Norvell taking his talents down to Florida State. Where does this leave Arkansas and Missouri? Where do you see these searches ultimately going from here? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. You know, Missouri obviously has some names that they've talked to and they've been reported. Um, but uh, you know, are they excited enough about some of those coaches to end up giving them the job? Um, I think there's some really good fits at Missouri. I think Willie Fritz would be an excellent fit there because of what he did in the state before and the respect he has among coaches I talked to. But is he exciting enough for Missouri? You know, the Brian Harson uh, your situation will be interesting to monitor, as I reported uh, yesterday. You know, he has not talked to any schools, uh, according to sources, until uh, after their championship game later today. Maybe that changes. Maybe it doesn't. He would obviously be a strong hire for both Missouri or for uh, Arkansas. The Arkansas situation seems to be more dire than the one at Missouri, though, just from everything that I hear, some of the reports about you know, them even considering making uh, Barry Lunny Jr. their interim coach uh, in the full-time position. That, that just you know, doesn't sound very good as far as the way the search is going. I still think there's some good candidates there, whether it's Willie Fritz or Skip Holtz or um, uh, you know, a guy like Eli Drinkwitz who plays in his championship game later today for App State. Uh, so I, I don't think these things are uh, by any means winding down. There still could be uh, a few more surprises, but that's sort of where they are right now. Okay, I wanted to ask you about Brian Harson because you were the one that had the report that he has not talked to any schools and will not do so until after his championship game. I am curious because that's been the name from the start that is, okay, well, of course. Like, if that guy is interested in your job, you go offer him the money that it takes and you go bring him to Columbia do you think he would be interested, though? And that's kind of the big question. Of- yeah, and I, I don't know if he would be. And that, and that, and that was, I guess, a, a little bit of a surprise why his name was getting such traction, although it makes sense from the Missouri standpoint. Sure. I just know that you know, Brian has turned down multiple uh, Power 5 overtures in recent years, you know, jobs like Colorado, jobs like uh, uh, Arizona. And I always felt that you know, his ultimate destination would be out west at a job like Oregon if the Oregon job opens. Now, Mario Cristobal is doing a great job there. He's not leaving anytime soon, but if, if per se, Oregon opened up, I think you know, Brian Harson would jump at that opportunity. You know, he obviously had coached in the state of Arkansas, at Arkansas State. It doesn't have a whole lot of ties to that region. He has zero ties to Missouri. So unless he wants to just coach at a Power 5 school, make a little bit more money, and get that part of his career going, uh, I, I don't see him you know, leaving a great situation at his alma mater you know, for, for you know, let's face it, one of the more challenging jobs in the SEC. We're talking with ESPN college football writer Adam Brittenberg here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. Just a few minutes left with him here. So the big story earlier this week, I believe it was Thursday when this came out, these days sort of run together when you're looking at a coaching search like this, was that the Missouri Athletic Department, the AD, Jim Stirk, gave three names, potentially four, to the board of curators. And he said, these are the guys that I've come back with. It was Skip Holtz. It was... Uh, uh, Jay Norvell, potentially, it was Blake Anderson and then uh, Monken at Army. 
They then told him, according to reports, that those names aren't exciting enough. We can't fire Barry Odom for those guys, basically. Adam Rittenberg, you cover the sport. You know the names that are potentially out there. Who are the guys that could be had that would actually, at this point, be exciting to a fan base like Missouri? Are there any names that you can think of that immediately come to mind? I think it's really tough. And, again, I would just encourage everybody to look at a candidate's total profile, not necessarily how many wins they had this past year. I mean, Jeff Munkin, before the season, had been killing it at Army. I mean, you know, and I I was at their game at Michigan. They should have won that game. But he's an outstanding coach. He's got ties to the Midwest as an Illinois native. Uh, So I think very highly of of Jeff Skip Holtz has quietly uh, put together an incredible run at at Louisiana Tech. You know, Jane Orvell, who I wrote about for the Undefeated a few weeks ago, is one of the more fascinating coaches out there uh, because he's been at all these big-time programs. He was at Oklahoma and Nebraska and Texas and UCLA, and he's uh, a Wisconsin native who played at Iowa. So he would make sense at a school like Missouri. So I think everybody's just so wrapped up in, did you win 10 games this year? You know, or uh, are you the hottest offensive coordinator in the country? And I don't know if a guy like Tony Elliott would be interested from Clemson, but maybe that's somebody who gets Missouri fans excited because you know he was the play caller for your, their, their incredible run here that features two national championships. So I, I think this is the problem with coaching changes is that you make them, and then it's all about exciting people. And sometimes that, that supersedes actually hiring the best coach. I think there's some good coaches, really good coaches that Missouri's considering uh, that would help that program but are they going to get everybody excited enough to actually make the hire? I don't know. Last question for you, Adam. If you were in charge, you're the AD of Missouri, who would be your top candidate? Who would be your top list of candidates for this job? Yeah, I mean, realistic, I mean listen, if I can get Brian Harson, I'm getting Brian Harson. But I, I, I think I would certainly give uh, you know, a guy like Jay Norvell, a guy like um, – and I shouldn't, I shouldn't discount Blake Anderson. Blake's been very solid at Arkansas State, hasn't had that true breakthrough season, but also hasn't had a clunker. I mean, he's had a winning record every year. So I, I think this list is pretty solid from a realistic standpoint. And, um, you know, I, I, again, I, my recommendation was Willie Fritz, and we did our little coaching profile. I think he just fits uh, that place and knows how to win, knows how to develop, and can hit the junior colleges as well as the high school. So I, I would go with a guy like that. But I, I actually think that, that the, the options there are pretty solid overall. He is ESPN College football writer Adam Rittenberg joining us here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. Adam, always appreciate the time, man. I know this is going to be a busy, busy day, busy weekend for you, so we really appreciate you giving us a little bit of time here on a Saturday morning. Thanks so much, and enjoy the day of college football. All right, you too. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. That is Adam Rittenberg of ESPN joining us here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. The leadoff with Brandon Kiley, 610 Sports Radio.